The Warrior's Heart, a reading by Grammy. Hello, my sweet munchkins. This is a story written for you by my dear friend, Danny Cherie. Won't you listen and learn how the fairy could lose something so very important so that you may never lose your wings? Chapter 10, Abaddon. The river continued to carry them farther and farther north. Elizabeth and the fountain had laid in their leaves, both lost in thought. Several minutes passed and Elizabeth kept looking at the fountainhead. She could see he was happy, but there were still many questions she needed to ask him. Swallowing her nerves, she timidly asked, Fountainhead? He turned towards her. Yes, Elizabeth. Do you know who took my colony? She asked. Just as Elizabeth had worried, the fountainhead immediately became solemn. Do you remember when you stepped out from my weeping willow tree into a swamp? Oh, Elizabeth shivered at the memory. Yes, she answered. Do you remember when I protected you from the snake, Abaddon? He inquired. Yes, she really did not want to remember that experience. Abaddon used to be my closest friend. I loved him dearly, but that was not enough for him. He wanted more. He wanted endless power. He began seeking things that would offer him just that but it only turned his heart black. Day in and day out, I sought him, begging him not to go down that path, but it was hopeless. Weeks went by and he did not change. His heart was stone. I gave him one final chance to change his mind. I told them that he could choose to come home and change his ways, or I would send him away. The Fountainhead's voice broke. You had to send him away, didn't you, Fountainhead? Elizabeth stated the obvious so he wouldn't have to. Yes, Elizabeth. How my heart tore in pieces to see my closest friend turn away from me. He left with promises to destroy any good I had in the world. But Fountainhead, didn't you know what would happen in the world before you even created it? Elizabeth asked. He nodded. Then why create Abaddon in the first place? Elizabeth felt like she would never be able to fully understand her creator. You could ask the same question about yourself, Elizabeth, or even anything in this world. There is nothing perfect here. I have always known blackness would be in everyone's heart but I still wanted relationships with every single thing I created. I didn't want to create mindless creatures who just did my bidding. I created loved ones to have a choice, always. Elizabeth, I journey with every single one of my creations and know every moment they choose darkness, but I also know every single moment they choose to do the right thing. No matter what they decide, I choose to catch them if they fall. 
or leap with them when they choose to run. I knew what this world was going to be like when I created it. But the thing is, Elizabeth, just because something is going to hurt me doesn't mean I will shy away from it and decide not to do it. I love you, Elizabeth. But what would that love be if it only existed if you were perfect? No, I love you, Elizabeth, even if you look straight into my eyes while you choose darkness, knowing in that moment my heart would break as glass shatters. I still love you. Elizabeth began to shake as the fountainhead's words washed over her. Never had she heard the words, I love you. But the power in them overwhelmed her. She felt such a stirring in her soul. She wanted to grasp the fountain's head and swear to never hurt him like that again. But she knew her heart was too wicked to make such promises. As if reading her mind, he spoke. No matter what you do, Elizabeth, I will always love you. Elizabeth, still shaking, said, I don't deserve it. I have nothing to offer you, Fountainhead. Yes, you do. In this very moment, commit to following me and do what is right. I don't want to fail you, Fountainhead. I fear I can't ever commit to that. What if I choose darkness in these next moments? I don't trust myself. That is why I ask you to commit to following me in this very moment. Don't you worry about the next moments. You don't have control over those yet, but you have control of this moment, and that's all I want. A weight lifted off Elizabeth's shoulders. It was too scary to commit to forever, but if she only had to focus on this very moment, she could do that. Okay, in this very moment, I choose to follow you and do what is right. <laughs> they both smiled, and Elizabeth knew she would always be all right, just as long as the fountainhead was by her side. They both laid back on their leaves as the river floated them downstream. The fountainhead broke the silence. I still love Abaddon, he stated to her surprise. Just as he would still love Elizabeth, he still loved Abaddon. You're amazing and beautiful, Fountainhead. He turned his head to look at her and smile. She knew what she said touched his heart deeply, for his smile said it all. The Fountainhead then reached across the leaves to grab Elizabeth's hand. You still have questions I have yet to answer. Elizabeth nodded. He took a deep breath. She knew he did that because it hurt him to talk about Abaddon. Abaddon has conquered many things for the sake of power, yet nothing has given him what he seeks. That is why he laid eyes upon your home. He saw the power the tree held, power enough to produce fairy dust. So he began plotting to overtake it. He built an army of spiders and trained them to worship him. He then sent them out to overtake your colony. Abaddon knew he could not leave a single fairy behind in case I would take them under my wing and train them up to fight for their home. So he made sure to study every single fairy in your colony to assure that when the attack came, they had captured every single one. As you well know, they missed one. 
This made Abaddon extremely angry. He swore that his plan would not be finished until every single fairy was taken captive. Pride has always been Abaddon's weakness. Because of his search for you, we have the time to prepare for this fight. All Elizabeth could think about was the time in the swamp when Abaddon almost consumed her. Feeling Elizabeth shiver, the fountainhead squeezed Elizabeth's hand. I know you are thinking of the time in the swamp. I do not want you to fear what is outside of my weeping willow. When you stepped out from my home, the snake used his magic to transport you to his territory in order to destroy you. When I sent him away, I forbade him to ever return to my land. Knowing this, his only option was to lure you into his own territory. Somehow this both comforted and made Elizabeth afraid, all at the same time. She sat up in the leaf and looked around as if she would see Abaddon and his armies of spiders in the swamp. So, he can just transport me to his territory at any moment? No matter how hard she tried, Elizabeth could not prevent her voice from cracking. The fountainhead sat up as well. No, sweet Elizabeth. I have put a protective cloak around you. Abaddon cannot touch you unless I give him the authority to do so. She felt a lot better knowing that. Looking into the fountainhead's eyes, Elizabeth whispered, Can I do this? No, my Elizabeth. We can do this. Slowly they continued floating down the river. Time passed without notice, and dusk was suddenly upon them. I think it's time we head home, the fountainhead commented, while looking at the sky. Home. We're going home. Elizabeth smiled at the thought. So, how do you suppose we'll get from the middle of the river to the shore with no oars? Elizabeth was interested in his response. Oh, ye of little faith, the fountainhead said while chuckling. In that moment, a heavy breeze came and blew them to the shore. Amazed, Elizabeth whipped her head around to stare at the fountainhead. Did you just... with no fairy dust? She managed to get out. That was incredible. As always, he chuckled. He helped her step out of the leaf, then turned to call for Bera. Elizabeth looked back at the two leaves as the river pulled them out once again. She felt a little sad to see them go. A lot had transpired on them, and it had seemed as if they felt everything she felt. Goodbye, she whispered as the leaves floated gently out of sight. She then turned to greet Bera as he landed with the softest wingspan motion to finally take them home.